0: listening to the she's about business show may result in motivation inspiration and an overall uplifted mood if you are someone who does not enjoy being motivated inspired or uplifted please do not listen to this show this show is dedicated to helping listeners move forward exponentially on their journey to living their very best lives we cannot be held responsible for the awesomeness that may result then again maybe we can hey kaden yes
1: mommy it's time for the she's about business show Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, God knew who he was creating when he created me, and the same is true for you. We must persevere. Now, faith to me is the most vital part of our strengthening process. We must believe in the process. We must believe in our ability to complete the process, and we must believe in the one who orchestrates the process. I hate to break it to you, but we're all called to help and inspire someone. If you have children, guess what, they're watching you. If you have family members or friends, guess what, they're watching you. (laughs) And they are either going to be inspired to fail or succeed. Hey there, this is Diethea Garnes, the Impact Coach, and you are listening to the She's About Business show where we are impacting lives and inspiring change. Let's get started with the show. Hey there, it's your host, Diathia Garns. So I'm going to cut down on my intro today just because I'm so excited about this episode. Normally, it's just little old me. So, whenever I have a guest on, it's always exciting. But today's guest is even more special because she's a very important person to me. She's one of my mentors and she's had an amazing impact on my life. And I know she'll do the same for you guys. So, I'll just take a moment to remind you to visit theimpactcoach.net if you haven't already. Sign up for my email list and get a beautiful copy of my Overcoming Ordinary ebook for free and also get special messages directly from me. This is episode 15 of season two of the award-winning She's About Business show, aka The Stab Show, giving all honor and glory to God for everything he's doing and to my savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks as always to you, all of my fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas for tuning in and for supporting the show. You guys have been so supportive as always on various platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Podomatic, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Luminary, and of course, YouTube, thank you guys again for doing that and for all of your support. Today's topic is birthing your vision, journeying through the situation room of life. Now, a situation room is where the most important, secret Vital information is handled and decisions are made. So in our lives, the situation room is really linked to our inner circle, those who are closest to us and who are privy to the most important information pertaining to our lives. What I've found is that you cannot birth a vision without a situation room. You need people around you who you can trust to filter through the secrets, the decisions, the thoughts, and help you get rid of the unnecessary. They help you weed out your weaknesses and they are really vital. But what's more vital is making sure you have the right people in the room. Second Corinthians 6 and 14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For What do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? Now, this scripture is often used for marriage, but I can tell you that it's just as important for friendship and for the people we do business with. Basically, the people who we have in our situation rooms. Being a visionary means that you may be the first person in your family or friend group to do something, be something, believe something, or try something. And you may not always feel like you have the support that you need or want. You may feel like you're the only one who can see the vision and you just hope and pray that someone will come along who will be able to you know, be on one accord with you or who you are equally yoked with. But I think sometimes we can get so desperate for someone who understands us, that we allow the wrong people into the situation room. And this always leads to betrayal, heartbreak, and letdowns. So my guest today is going to teach us more about the people we can have in our situation room. Our guest today is Dr. Claudia B. Walter, She serves as the pastor and community leader of the Power Alliance Christians Group Ministries, Inc., and is the face of the Faith-Based Collaborative Outreach Group, where she serves as the chairman and CEO. She is definitely a woman about her business. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Claudia, to the She's About Business show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank
0: you for having me. I'm so blessed by the hand of God to have this time with you. And your listeners around the world, Diane, to talk about the Situation Room concerning our visions and how they relate to the visions of our lives journey from the Heavenly
1: Throne. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. You're so welcome. I'm so, so happy for you to be here. Um, Like I said in my intro, you have blessed my life, you have impacted me. So I know that you're absolutely going to do the same thing for my listeners. So it's hard being a visionary. You you and I have had this conversation before and you've talked with me um, extensively about, you know, just just to call upon my life and some Uh, of the things that I've been through, you know, as one who, you know, is called to serve other people and things. And I think that a lot of people are going through similar things. So that's why, you know, I wanted to do this topic with you today um, and, you know, just just kind of let you pour into my listeners the way you pour into me. But it's just so it's so hard sometimes, you know, making sure you have the right people around you, making sure you can, you know, trust those people that you have in your circle or that you bring into mm-hmm. your circle. It's just tough yeah. all around. So can you speak to us a little bit about that?
0: Yes, I can. I'm gonna talk about our visions just a little bit and how they're related to how we're equipped and deployed. But I want everybody to know that we must be activated before we go. And as we go about teachers, challengers, challenges, and even trials of our life, they are all a key ingredient along with those who will join in the situation room with us. And I'm going to express a little bit about why I'm saying the situation room. It's to accomplish the assigned vision that we've been given each of us hold key skills, giftings, abilities to aid the accomplishment in the mission that's been set before us. Let me dive into the defined outlook of the situation room. It's an ultimate sensitive compartmentalized information facility. This is where strategies of birth, downloads, or a plan of preparation and action and implementation are developed to deploy those with you in specific areas and to carry forth directives from the commander-in-chief who conceptualized the vision given for the journey in your life war that's ahead of you. I know that's a lot to be said, but (laughs) it has some serious components, and I know we're going to get deep a little bit, y'all, so stay in the river with us and, you know, just float, lay back and float just a little
1: bit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but no, I know you're going to break it down for us, but I I definitely understand, you know, what that means because you and I have had that situation, had that discussion before based on some of the situations that I've gone through. But you know, just go a little bit deeper, you know, just so the listeners can get a, a better understanding. The way I kinda look at it is like the situation room is your most intimate place, like where you your uh-huh. intimate circle. But talk a little bit more about that.
0: Well that word intimacy, what you just used, I'm gonna piggyback off of that because it takes us into the next critical component, which is going for the visionary, they must be very acquainted with the secret place of the Most High. Right. And we start up with Psalms 91, so Scripture tells us that there are some key components to help us to activate, not only in ourselves, but those who will stand and be identified to stand with us. There are some key components to help us to be able to function, lead, and deploy them, and in a short, sure, confident way. Moving in heart of humility and understanding that they have key ingredients, skills, abilities, and anointing to engage actively and bring the mission to fruition. And that's where a lot of visionaries get off. We go in ourselves and we have to understand a visionary is not an island. We are not a, no man is an island by himself. And right. When a vision is given, whether they begin with you or as you go along the journey, they're going to join up with you at some part. And they do interchange. Some will stay and some will go. And that's the four, later on down the road, if you permit, that we'll talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely. But let's examine
0: quickly some keys. Okay. Number one, the empowerment precedes the imperative. This is vital importance. It's crucial and it's essential. We can see in the scripture, it says, the one who trusts in the Lord. It talks about he who de- dwells in the secret place of the Most High will remain secure. They will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This is this, whose power no enemy can withstand. In the secret place, you can't be found by the enemy. You're receiving an intimate download. And because you're hiding under the feathers, the pinions of the Lord, this is a place of refuge. This individual must understand and be knowing that he is in the refuge and fortress of his God. Okay. It talks about further, in whom we trust with great confidence and on whom we rely. For he will save you from the trap of the fowler. Understand, the enemy been around. He's the ancient. Yes, Father is the ancient of days. The enemy was created in the beginning with him. He studies you. He mm-hmm. watches you. He knows what triggers you, right. what makes you react and respond, what's going to get you off guard. But understand, in the secret place of the Most High, you receive interintelligence, how to respond, what to react to and what not to react to, how to engage, even in war, from the commander-in-chief. A lot of times, the visionary wastes time worrying wrongly. Mm. And they have not been in direction. And they waste energy, which burns them out. Understand, he wants to wear you down and wear you out. So because he's coming after one specific thing, he's coming after your relationship. He wants you to lose the confidence and the trust. And a surety that the Lord that God is your refuge and your fortress. He also wants you to doubt what you've been told. So he's trying to get you to react or to respond and even download information to him because he's not all knowing or all
1: seeing. Mm. Okay, so I yeah. gotta listen. Now that right there was deep. So I have to just <laughs> jump in here and I have Come to on. I have to ask you a very personal question. And I know it's probably people listening. Who have questions that they wish they could ask you too, but okay. So when it comes to us, you know, being, you know, intimate with God and and resting in Him and you know hiding ourselves in Him, a lot of times, you know, because I I have been on this walk with Him for a long time. I'm not perfect, but I'm um better than I used to be, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that I find is that when you are Connecting with other people for partnership and business, you know, they may be on a level with you or even above you as far as business wise or maybe within the community. Maybe they have a bigger platform and things like that. But that doesn't mean that they have reached a certain level in their intimacy with God. So it's like, how do you? And so then when you try to connect with these people, it's like you can relate to them on some levels as far as business and things like that. But spiritually, they don't relate to you. And so uh-huh. even though you can, you can connect with them and you can partner with them in business, things are still not going to work out because they're not in the same place spiritually. And so it's always, yeah. you know, something happening, mis- misunderstanding. And you know honestly, in your heart, you're like, "What in the world is going on? Like, what just happened? But it's like so mm-hmm. when you when you really begin to have that relationship with God, where you are i mean, man, you know some of the things I've been through, like years mm-hmm. spent mm-hmm. years on mm-hmm. your face, every day mm-hmm. crying out, praying, talking mm-hmm. to him, getting to know him, and then you 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 do business with people who haven't gotten there it's hard. It's hard, Dr. Claudia. Like, I mean, the drama and the the Uh, negativity, like, how do you overcome that? Like, how can you partner with people and you kind of have to bring them in your situation room in order to do business, but if they're not there spiritually, it's still messy. It's just messy. Like, how in the world do we
0: as we grow in the secret place, it gives us an opportunity to grow in discernment. Discernment is key with visionaries. Right. And sometimes we lack this from lack of intimacy. Mm. Prayer is empowerment. Prayer is action. Prayer is going forth in a conversation with the one who loves you, the one who called you, and the one who chose you, and the one who knows who is going to join you on the journey who is already around you seeking audience and seeking opportunity. Hmm. And so in that space, as we are growing, I have to go back a little bit because we have to understand that through the shield in the pinions, I want to explain about his pinions when it says he covers you with his pinions and his feathers. Mm -hmm. That means that it's a restraint protect form from all harm, like a mother who securely nestles her chicks under her wings to prevent dangerous prey from devouring her young, to mesh to securely hold. So let's focus in on the securely hold. When you're dealing with people as such, and yes, they are believers and they do come, and they will say to you, they'll quote all the scriptures, they say the right lingo, you know, the mm-hmm. church lingo. Girl, I'm blessed and highly favored, right. and I'm this and I'm that. And I know, girl, I know what you're going to Oh, I can identify. But what they have done is some come as opportunists to, to prostitute you. Mm. Others come as engagement to take and link up with what's ahead to get promotion. And that's going to lead us into the three who receive the true invitation, even the posters, mm. into in the, to your Situation Room.
1: So the posers like Judas.
0: Oh yeah, the posers. Okay. The ones who've been equipped with protocol and they know how to act and how to come in, but their hearts, their hearts, are what exposes them. And so God, in that secret place, He's giving you eyesight. You, you, when you're talking to Him, you got to say, God, cause me to see like You see, cause me to hear like You hear. No, that doesn't mean I'm always going to act or react. That doesn't mean I may know you're present, but I know what your purpose is and that you're an ingredient to the outcome. You're serving a purpose. Jesus knew about Judas. He never right. rejected him. Right. He was an ingredient to bringing forth the fruition of the outcome to the whole world. And we he- wouldn't have the garment rent and the veil rent to go strictly directly to the Father, to have engagement with him by his spirit if Jesus had ejected. He was right. a part of the plan. And see, we got to understand that. A lot of times we get all worked up. We're all out of sorts. And the enemy doesn't them in. Well, that's nice. I'm just about to do work. So I've been there. I've been where I've had sabotage in my team. I had saboteurs. And I had to learn and go to pray to get all the roots for sabotage, to pray up out of our team. I still had to confront them in love because right. they were mine. And I still had to deal with them in a manner that uplifted them and also prayed more for them that after the enemies continue and finish using them as a perpetrator, he's going to destroy them. So I had to pray for their lives.
1: Wow. So Okay. So listen, all right, we're keeping it real today. I keep it real all the time, but we're really, really <laughs> getting into it today. Cause one of the things that, or the one of the things, yeah, I love everything about the word of God, but one of the things I love the most is, is how, you know, it's able to be applied to our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're absolutely right. When we recognize a Judas, we get mm-hmm. all bent out of shape, right? Mm-hmm. We get upset. Mm-hmm. We're, ready we're ready to fight. We're ready to... We're going
0: to fight you. Right. So I, you don't know who I am. Where is my grief? my tennis shoe. Right. <laughs> Look here, I pull my hair back in a pony. I'm going to whip
1: your tail. Right, that's, that's how I you don't. feel, right? But what I what yeah. I hear you saying is that you know, just like Jesus. He knew about Judas. So mm-hmm. so basically there's there's a place for the Judases in our situation room, right? There is it. what I hear you saying. There but is. that's hard though. That's hard, Dr. Carly, because hard. it's like, okay, my my goal in my walk is to every day be as much like Jesus as I can be each and every day. But I'm not like him. I don't want the Judases. So I need you to talk to me a little bit more. I know you're gonna go through your steps, but I need to know I'm gonna, how I'm supposed to receive these Judas's because I'm having a hard time with that. And I'm, I'm sure other people will be too. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about these three. Okay. You
0: receive the invitation to enter your situation wrong. First, we're going to deal with the confidant. Okay. Remember something. That that person is there for you only. This individual will require an audience with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Specify
0: quality time. They are to uplift you, encourage Hear you when you need it to unwind. This person will see you at your best and your worst sometimes. They mm. will see you many times when you're dealing with the Judases. Right. And you like, you know what? And they're there to encourage you. No, no, no. Let's get refocused. That's not how we deal with this. We don't want to step outside. I can be angry, but I cannot sin. Right. So they're there. We need those to come alongside to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't let them take you out of your character. Don't let them see you sweat. Yeah, I know you're sweating. I know you're spreading tears right now. I know you're snotting and everything else. But God is on your side. I need you to remember. They help you to recall what God has told you. They bring you in and encourage you. Yeah, that person might be there with you when you, and I know many ain't going to like this a little bit, but you might need a glass of wine. (laughs) <laughs> or they you know, to just to chill your mind out, to calm you down. and yeah, the- I'm not talking to those who have a predisposition to alcoholism.
1: Right. I am not
0: sanctioning you to drink.
1: Exactly what you
0: might need a little five percent, three percent, something to take the edge off. Right. And you know, sit so you can get your mind and regroup and get quiet. Right. The secret place is a time of quiet. It is power and quiet and getting still. The enemy wants to take you off your game because now you're geared up. Adrenaline is going. You're about to fight, fight or flight. You're going to choose one or the other. But once you get still, you become empowered.
1: And the confidants are the people that will, you know, kind of help you, you know, gauge whether you should fight or flight. Yes. Help you yes, to, they do. And, and those are the people that you can be yourself with. You know, yes. honestly, like you can't, you can't be fully. And I mean, people are going to argue about this and mm-hmm. you know, say you should always be yourself and be authentic. But I have found that you really can't. It's only no. certain people that really mm-hmm. should have that intimate relationship where they know you inside and out. And you can truly, you know, you're not going to just go out with anybody. No. You know, and have a glass of wine. or You know, honestly, let's just uh-huh. be honest, right? You can't. You have to be honest. And sometimes that's it. We're not laying the foundation, practicality, as we
0: live to different things in the situation. We want to help leaders stand in at all statuses of life and careers today as exactly. you go forward. And exactly. understanding that that person is also an intercessor. Right. They stand in a gap for you. Sometimes they go into the secret place. They know how to access. Enter in and come out with the goods to aid you and help you. They might even take your hand. Come on, let's go into prayer. Come on. They're urging you so you can get quiet and that you can calm the inner man down and be strengthened in your inner man. They're there because they also understand that through the journey, you need rest as virtue is constantly going out. Yeah. It needs to be restored. This person doesn't boast. They're very private. Mm-hmm. They themselves, you know, you only know them by discernment because right. they're not the person. Noticeably, that usually stands out or is easily identifiable. Yes. You will only know them by the Holy Spirit.
1: Wow. Now let's go into
0: our next one. Okay. This is the collaborator. This one sometimes can turn into a Judas. Okay. (laughs) This one is skilled with abilities to aid you in carrying out the vision and a specific mission. But this one's heart is not for you. Mm. And if you're not careful, you'll mix them with the confidant.
1: Yes. Because they have
0: similar traits.
1: Okay, okay. And you'll
0: call them friends,
1: and they ain't your friend. Now, see, they nasty. came to collaborate. Right, they, they're they supposed to collaborate, mm-hmm. do business, partner with you, and then keep it moving. Yes. And then yes. keep it moving. And,
0: and we get it, get it twisted. We think this is my boom. Yes. This is my boom, this is my, boom. This is my dog, this my road dog. Yeah. And you're like, eh,
1: stop, assess, reassess. Yes. Reassess. And and, and and here's the thing, too. Can I just throw something in there that I've kind of learned just from my personal experience, too? It's like one of the biggest differences between the two. Not only, like you said, um, that the Holy Spirit will, will show you the confidants, but also a confidant is a person who even when they're going through something, mm-hmm. they will stop and they will put mm-hmm. you first. And they don't want anything in return. And I think that is how I have been able to, because sometimes, like you said, you can get the confidant and the collaborator mixed up because you may want to be friends with the collaborator. But like I was mm-hmm. telling you in one of our private conversations, a lot of times I will have the discernment that's telling mm-hmm. me that the collaborator is not a confidant, but because I like the person or because I mm-hmm. want to nourish that relationship. I go ahead and treat them as if they're confidant. And that's kind of what you're talking about, about getting them mixed up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we we have to understand the confidant does require something from us. They came for you. That's why it's necessary to have specified quality time with them. If you don't spend time with them, they will leave and they Mm. will leave disappointed. And you will wonder, well, why you leave? I don't understand. They said, you don't have no time for me. You you were distracted. You got so focused in on the vision, the team, the mission. You didn't take time. You didn't understand who I was is what they're saying to you.
1: Wow. So we have to be
0: careful to give them that quality time that they also need to spend with us. They need to, for us, not just be them to be our listening ear. We also need to be
1: their listening right. ear. Yep. So
0: it's a give and take relationship, but understand you're gaining more than the actual
1: yeah. confidant. Yeah.
0: They're only asking for a little bit, your time, just to sit with you on the meeting, just to hey, how you doing today? What's up today? They're asking you that when they call you, they're coming for something serious because they know something. They've picked up something in the spirit, and they need to just come and see you face to face. Make time
1: for them. Is it possible okay. to be mutual confidants, like, you, you know, for God to call you to be confidants for each other? Yes, it is. Okay. And,
0: and sometimes one doesn't recognize. So you got to learn in, in the process of the stepping off of when it switches when one is standing in for the other mm. because it switches at different times in the journey. Yeah. So that person may be on journey, but you might have collaborated with them to come over and aid them with their journey. But you're standing in a place where you are not a collaborator. You are actually a confidant to them and they are a confidant to you.
1: Okay. Wow, that's deep. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay, so give us a little bit more about the collaborators.
0: All right. So, this person, I want you to know they come with specific components. There are details that are there. They are ones that you need to keep your eyes on. They're a dazzler. Mm-hmm. They usually have other agendas, many times their own progression and promotion. Some can have a chord of opportunistic behavior, which, if another opportunity comes, understand this, they will aid them in the spotlight of their own promotion. So, sometimes unintentionally, Because of what lies in their heart of hearts, they'll abandon ship and leave the mission. They'll even throw you under the bus. They'll push you under the bus to get to what they want and the purposes in their heart so that they can get out front and be recognized. Mm. That's the opportunistic behavior. They'll even betray you in reference to how they're thinking, you're like, I I don't understand. It goes back to what you said. Well, I'm in a secret place. Wait a minute, I thought you was in a secret place too. So you should understand some of these components that I'm dealing with, but why do I keep getting in the pit of my stomach that there is an issue, a drawback, drawback, be cautious. Don't move in that way. Don't share this with them because you have to understand that's that opportunistic cord that is there. Mm. They are not the same as you they're not seeing the same as you they're not hearing and you might be a giver and transparent because understand the visionary is transparent they live their life that's a part of leadership you are vulnerable and you are transparent but you are protected right and yet you are strong and yet you are confident and bold and your boldness you can be called arrogant so it's this misunderstanding mm. there in leadership
1: Wow. And so that
0: person says, and then sometimes you can be taken wrong because you're transparent and you have a sense of vulnerability. So they'll think you're weak. So they'll take your weakness and kind, your kindness for weakness and your vulnerability for weakness. And they don't understand. I'm protected. I'm strong. I'm strengthened by the one not only is with me, but stands in me.
1: That's so amazing. And it's causing
0: me to see what's in your heart.
1: That is so amazing that you said that because on last week's episode, I talked about knowing when to open up and when to shut up. And I was talking about, you know, having that feeling of like knowing when maybe you're saying too much. And Mm -hmm. I also said something about, you know, how in the call that many of us have on our lives, we have to be very transparent. But there's protection in that when Mm -hmm. God is telling you to do something. But that doesn't mean that that protection will cover you when you go and run your mouth when he's telling Mm -hmm. you to be quiet in certain situations around certain people. So I think that, you know, it's a a challenge, especially when you are an outgoing person, which I'm a little bit of both. You know, I'm I'm very Mm -hmm. I I like to I'm a little bit of a loner. But then when I'm when I'm in the midst of my call, I can be very outgoing because that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. And that's what I'm Mm -hmm. called to do. But you still have to be mindful when you are around collaborators that you're only supposed Mm -hmm. to share what is pertinent information pertaining to the business, the partnership, whatever you guys are supposed to be collaborating on. But you're really probably not to be opening up too much to a collaborator. Would you say that 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 would be okay? You
0: must keep something. You must guide it and what you want to share, what you want to release, what you give them access to, and what you do not give them access to. And believe me, they will have a problem with that. I've even had one say, well, no, I'm sitting on the board, so I know exactly what's going on. It was a lie. Mm -hmm. But they didn't think it was going to get back to me, but it did. And they said, well, why would they tell you that? Why would they say that? And going around spreading that, I said, because they want to be significant.
1: So they wanted to be a confidant.
0: They wanted to be a confidant. They wanted to feel, well, I'm the inside person. I'm the right. right-hand man. I'm the right-hand individual. This is what I do. So I know everything that's going on. So you have to understand, don't waste your time and be distracted. And, you know, if you allow me, and we come back, I'll talk about the three Ds of distraction and what happens. Because that's a distraction. Right. And that's to take your attention because now you're, what? That that information comes to you, though it came to you as a forewarning. So to make you alert and aware, look at what you have on your team. Now, you knew there was an issue. You knew there was a possibility of a quarter opportunistic from their behaviors and their actions and the things they're doing. Now they're speaking these things out. No, I don't want you to fire them yet. Because some people think you can't fire partners. You can't fire teammates. Yes, you can. And even if you're a volunteer, I gave you a position, something I learned from T.D. Jakes. Was this, and I was like, "Wow, God!" Was that if you gave them a position and a title and a responsibility, they have a job to do. If they do not do it, just like a paid person, no matter who they are, even in partnership, I can dissolve this partnership and
1: I can fire you. Right, and that's true for friends as well. I mean, you know, I mean, like, Like, uh, I mean, fire. You know what? Not not an actual friend, but a a collaborator, basically, someone that you mistakenly treated as a friend, you know, but.
0: And even in partnership, sometimes collaborators are put in core partnerships, and they may be a core partner, but understand they are a collaborator. They have come alongside you in partnership to work together, to accomplish the mission or vision, the synoptic missions and visions, because sometimes you're, Mission and vision intertwined with theirs. So you both have found a commonality and synergy, and you're going forward. Right. And so we get out of turn with that because we think sometimes, oh, they came for me. No, oh, baby girl. or oh, baby boy. They came to align with you because they have a similar mission and vision. They see where you can collaboratively join your resources, your efforts, your time, your, your allocation of funding, all of that through memorandums of understanding and otherwise, agreements, and you need to be, I'm a black and white girl, and so I'm going to stick to what's written on the paper. Now, I understand there's some things that we're going to do together, but when it comes down to the nitty-gritty and you start really going off the page, it's time for me to reassess and reset and have a meeting with you Where's the a possibility. When we leave this boardroom, we will not be partners any longer. We will not collaborate on anything except hi and goodbye.
1: Right. And and I, I would say, too, like, as we, you know, head into talking about the Judas, the collaborator, though, can almost be more hurtful because, you know, it's like with the Judas, you kind of know. But with the collaborator, you can almost, like I said, it can kind of sneak up on you because you're trying to put these people in positions that they shouldn't be in. So when they kind of slip into that Judas position, it's like really like, ouch, like, wow, I can't believe that. And like you, like you were saying before, we get all bent out of shape, but we really have to own, you know, the responsibility of not using our discernment and Mm -hmm. trying to put people in positions that they didn't belong in. I mean, we have to take the responsibility of that.
0: And I'll break discernment down a little bit more. It's the confidence. It's the knowing that. These were possibilities. And many times when you start losing your focus or you start losing your confidence, you start drawing back to, I'm not going to put nobody else in that position. I'm not going to trust anybody else. I'm not going to allow. And what it does is it holds up the mission. It becomes stunted. It becomes stagnant. And if you're not careful, it will die out. Absolutely. It will begin to abort. And so we have to go with the confidence with the fact, I did make the right decision. These are learning opportunities for me. These are growth opportunities, not only for myself, but even those around me that I'm leading, those that I'm in relationship with, those who have come along on the journey to aid me to get fruition for the mission. We have to understand that. But I know we're we're getting a little bit down on time, so there are a couple of other points that I'd like to hit, and one of them is the comrades. Okay. That's the third C. And I want to say this last thing about collaborators. When they decide to go, let them go, please. Don't be dismayed, for another will come. And it probably is already present and waiting to step forward. So remember, you have reserves. Wow. There are reserves that are there. There are those who are waiting to come in partnership. There are those who are waiting and better who work with you better that person just needed to move along right. so go ahead and let them go don't try to hold on to them let them go and when they want to come back be better in your discernment and don't let them because many times you, if they had their heart haven't changed even though they gotten close to you and like you said it does hurt that person will come under the guise oh you know i'm sorry i apologize for that. but know what's really hand, if their heart has not changed and they have not grown and truly surrendered don't you let them back wow don't be crazy
1: been there and don't, done don't, that. Yeah, and <laughs> so don't be crazy. You know,
0: don't be crazy. <laughs> don't let them
1: back. Look you at know the That's why I love you. I love you so much. Okay, so let's go on to the third scene. <laughs> <laughs>
0: These are your warriors, comrades. These are your warriors. They love a good fight. Mm. And they will join you in the cause to battle the obstacles that arise in the hindrances that come of whole or cause abortion of the mission. Territorial strongholds, political arenas, regional strongholds. They will aid in uprooting the strongholds and other obstacles that may try to hinder the vision and the mission from going forward to accomplish its intended purpose. Now, no, once the fight is accomplished, let them move on. Remember this important key, please. This is not your friend, again, nor are they in the position of a collaborator or wow. a confidant. Understand they love to fight a battle and they easily become discontent when there isn't one. And if you're not careful, they'll turn and begin to fight you in the midst of the mission. Okay. which causes disruption in the team and distraction to you.
1: Okay. So listen, give us an example of what a comrade may look like in everyday life. Like, like you know, I think I know, right? But I want to mm-hmm. just make sure I'm on the same page with you. So give us a like a little example of what a situation where a comrade may come into play.
0: I'm going to give you a situation for my own journey. Okay. Uh, in the beginning, as I was birthing out, we have an outreach called a collaborative. Mm-hmm. As I was birthing out this collaborative, I had been given instructions walking through the valley of the shadow of death with my mother
1: and my daughter, oldest daughter whose husband just died at twenty five. Wow.
0: I got a phone. I was away from home. God gave me, I had to stay, I moved my office, I did this. He said, I want you to go back and do a day of empowerment for me. Not knowing that it would birth into eleven years of service mm-hmm. and work on a mission field. I had collaborated. There was a time, you know, I was doing like 13, 14, 15 jobs, but God was teaching me so that I could be able to deploy and disseminate the instructions and the responsibilities to the team people that were coming along beside me, the other leaders, and my partners, and the comrades who would fight with me. So there was one leader, and I mean, I was broken. I was hurting. My heart was just hurting. And she said, you know, there's another leader on the field. She said, I'd like to invite you to come over to my home intimately to sit with me, to talk with me, and I want to feed you. And I I just want to have breakfast with you. I'm going to prepare. When I came, there was a buffet. Now, there were only two of us. And she wanted something, though. Okay, comrades can want something. They're very strategic people. She wanted something. She saw in me. She had been given insight that I was hurting and that I was going through. I'm new on the field. I'm new in this area, but she had been for years on the field. And she saw within me. I saw something I could gain from her, but I didn't know exactly what it was. And I perceived that something else was at hand and that she wanted something. But God didn't give me no more than that. So when I walk, I walk circumspectively. I walk cautiously. He told me to be free. And what I said, even with tears flowing down my eyes, because I was just upset. She gave encouragement. She helped me to fight the disparities of being in the journey and walking it and being in a battle where you're birthing and you're warring. You're working and you're warring. So she came alongside me to uplift me and to also be a connector, a networker for me. But she knew I had something. I had value and I was a connector. And so she wanted something. Then it came eventually. How can you help me do this, this? this and this. Right. but I had to know the timing. And I even had to say, no, we can't help you do that. Even though my partner, who was like the the, the uh, Joseph and Mary, he was helping me to birth. And he didn't know that. He was younger than I in the things of God. But God had told me how we walked together. And this is why people thought we were intimate with one another. Because the anointing draws and attracts and it repels. Right. And so they thought we weren't a, a Really, an intimate relationship, but we had never known each other except by the Spirit of God. And so in that, she felt the same thing. Mm. And so she felt, she discerned that they can help me because they're in position and connection too. So I want to use you, me, to get to your partner, connect me, and I know you got pull and call too. So I need to get position. honey. I'm glad I listened to the Lord and said, no, we can't help you do that because it would have caused catastrophic outcomes for us, even though the individual believed it would not. Well, that individual began to back up because they didn't garner everything they wanted. And we ate it in some areas and in other areas we could not aid it. And I told my partner, don't do that. Don't put yourself in that position. It will cause outcomes that should not be for you and it will affect your leadership and how you and are seen as a leader. So therefore, there are some things in Congress you have to understand. They're the give and take many times when they come. They're very strategic. Yes, they come to help you fight the battle. Mm. But many times, they recognize there's something they have and want to gain from you. Right. So I'm going to help you get free. I'm going to help you with the battle. But I need you to help me. Mm. Now, sometimes that's okay, but you have to have understanding and keen insight to know, okay, how shall I proceed? And many times, listen, we don't get everything up front. It's step by step, moment by moment as you're walking it out. And that's how it came to me. Now, do I still know of this person? Yes, I do. However, we don't walk real close upon each other no more.
1: Right. And that's okay. It's been accomplished. Right. hmm So, so maybe like with comrades, would they be like, you know, prayer partners or people that may, you know, war with you in the spirit or, you know, even if you have, or even if you have like a like cause that you are passionate about or, you know, something that you guys um, have in common as far as like a political cause or not really a political but like something within the community that you want to stand for. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, really put it into perspective. They they
0: can be your prayer intercessors, your warriors that come alongside you to pray. They can be those who actually help you to strategize plans at the table. They can also be connectors, door openers for Mm -hmm. you, networkers to take you further in. They can also be those who help you. We through all the red tape of everything else. There are different types of comrades that actually come in, but once again, we're also getting into collaborators. Right. Remember, partnerships are collaborators also. Those collaborators have the same skills. That's why I want you to be clear, because comrades are warriors. They see a fight.
1: They mm-hmm. join you in
0: the fight to get rid of, you know, the wheat and the tares grow together, but one day they'll separated so they help you to identify okay no 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 that ain't the one yeah don't link up with that because i've been there before now listen that one will fight you let's battle them together to get them out of the way they also help you to stay on course so while you're working while they're battling many times and they're bringing information to you whether it is in at a boardroom table in a setting that you're setting together, you're doing community efforts, you're doing business efforts. Those are the team persons on your team many times. They're the ones that identify the problem solvers so they're bringing in the solutions for you. They are sometimes very logical and analytical in mindset, which you know I I, I can be analytical and logical, but I'd be like you're just doing too much right now. <laughs> Give me the meat and potatoes, baby.
1: Right. What do you mean? You know this is the connected.
0: This is, come on, just break it down for me. What we need to do here? Right. So they're the one that gives you the direct plan and how to access what is needed to bring mm-hmm. in the resources to bring in whatever is needed for that actual vision, whatever it calls to. What is that? And so they're very good at what they do. Don't get me wrong. They're very good. Yeah. However, we go back to the point. Once it's done, it's, it's done. done. When the project comes to fruition, mm-hmm. it's finished. Now, they can join you again, but give them a break for right. a minute. <laughs> you know, they I- can stay on the team with you, but give them another assignment to focus in on. Because if they ain't focused, they get discontent real yeah. quick. And they
1: start looking for battle. Right. And so I guess and a one lot of the, times
0: you're at a place of
1: rest. And, and they still want to fight. <laughs> they still ready to fight. So I guess one of the biggest things about them is that they would probably come to you at a time when you're in the midst of something. You know, when you're going through a fight, when you're, you know, you're at a at a low point a lot of times maybe, or, you know, you're in need of something you know, to a certain extent because then they can come alongside you and, you know, help you through that thing. Would that, would that be? They can. Sometimes they
0: do come alongside. Sometimes they start off with, like I said, these are the ones that are invited into the situation room. Right. So they're already present but the fight hasn't come yet. The obstacle hasn't appeared to itself. So they're ones that are strategizers, problem solvers that are sitting at the table to give the alert. Listen, This is a possibility. This is what I think we need to address now before the issue grows larger. Those are very strategic, but you need to know who they are and you need to give them voice. Give them a voice to speak, but hold the reins. Because they will take control of the team and take them in another direction. And everybody on the team in the situation room is not equipped
1: for a fight. Right. That is absolutely true. That is absolutely, Just like, you know, I had to learn that everyone in my circle isn't the person to call if I need prayer. No, they're not. Right. Or, you know, everybody in my circle isn't the person to call if I'm going through a really, really bad time and I need to be uplifted or motivated. Like you have Mm -hmm. to be able to discern those things because you could end up putting a burden on them that they can't hold. Or, yes. you know, like you said, not everybody in the room is up for a fight. They will fall no. apart. Right. Yeah. They will.
0: And now, now you've got to help piece them back together. Right. they they lost focus, which causes a delay in moving forward and accomplishing what is at hand. Oh. And then also many times as a visionary, it is a lonely journey, but yes. you have to remember you're not alone. So as you groom and you grow and mature, many times you're not going to pick up the phone and call nobody but Jesus
1: exactly and that's a good place to be in that is a great place to be in yeah and that
0: that He's drawing you to himself. He's telling you, call deep, call unto deep. Because what did Jesus do? He didn't always take the disciples with him to go to the mountains to pray. But each time he ministered and served, he went away to the Father. He went to spend time quietly before the Father to receive the next instruction. And as you're on the journey in and out of this divine place of the situation Room, understand this is a life journey. It's not a one-time thing. So you'll constantly be going to be going back and forth into that place to revive, to rejuvenate, to receive more instructions and details. And you're going to be getting information about those who are with you. The thing is learning to submit to that information, whether you like them or not, whether they did this. Oh, no man, nothing but some love and unconditional love.
1: Wow. This is amazing. Listen, we're going to have to do a part two to this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is amazing oh my gosh i have so many questions but look you know wow. i try to keep my shows a little short but people have been asking me to go longer so they're gonna love this but would you oh, mind beautiful. would you mind coming back next week so we can finish this conversation i would love it
0: i i would love it definitely love awesome. it and i just i just want to say to you i thank you today for affording me the opportunity to share I truly pray expansion upon your journey and the reach to many and may you accomplish your divine destiny in Jesus name. And that's to all of your listeners out there. And Mr. Anthony, I want to say may you be enriched and receive abundant blessings for the platform you've been given to aid many in transformation and growth to their personal course of their life journey.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for being here today. You are definitely a woman about her business. You're about God's business. And I'm so honored to have you in my life as a confidant. So thank you. Amen. (laughs) And we will listen. We're going to do a part two to this. So you and I will, you know, get together and take care of that. But thank you so much for being on the show today. I absolutely enjoyed it. And I'm sure the listeners will too. And we look forward to having you back next week, okay? All right, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. The She's About Business show is directed and hosted by Dayithia Garns, digital editing by Will Rice at Pro Voice Gas Studios, and copyright by She's About Business Inc. Thanks so much for listening to the She's About Business show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Also, if you think I'm doing a great job or you enjoy an episode, leave a review, rating, or comment. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to visit she'saboutbusiness.com for amazing blog articles, events, and services. Love you guys. Let's be about business.